Hey everyone, so I wanted to talk about this kind of process of dissolving and dissolving this thing that you built. And one of the, the questions or the thoughts that come to mind are, you know, how powerful was the fear? Because whatever the fear was, the terror, um, the more powerful this thing that you construct. And I have to tell you, I had no idea how, how big my construction was. Even today, I am still in the process of dismantling and and really recognizing that it's a completely separate entity to who I am. It functions completely on its own. It's automatic. And the terror was so vast. It's literally like stepping into the water and a hundred foot wave is going to smash on you. And there are two options. You either die, get pummeled by the wave, or you build this construction which is equally as powerful but completely foreign to who you are. It's a complete and utter um, falsehood. It's real and it's a construction, but it's a construction, it's a defense mechanism, it's a submarine, it's a tank. It is not who you are. Now, I really, it's taken me 100,000 years to get here. It was so brilliantly constructed. Um, but it wasn't my construction. It was a construction made out of pure, unadulterated terror. And I seriously, I, the more you dissolve, and the dissolution itself is a whole process, because, I mean, think of any incredibly wired thing, like, a, I don't know, look at the back of a watch, or, you know, anything that's really sophisticated and delicately put together. That's the way this thing is, is built. And, and it's only walking and talking because its greatest fear, what keeps it constructed, is death. You know, plain and simple, 101, death. So if I'm being pushed out of a womb and you know and I'm in twilight zone and I'm around 
you know, traumatize people who are traumatizing me, then I'm building this thing ASAP because I'm, your life is on the line. And how it, how it, how it happens, it's happened. And again, I'm only riffing on my specific journey and life. I, I don't know, is it the truth, isn't the truth? I don't know, I have no idea. It's just my little tiny grain of sand in a vast continent of beach, right? It's, it's slow, as you, as you dismantle more and more, it comes in waves, it comes in layers. It's been going on for the last 20 years. It's energetically threaded together. It's energetically, it's, it's genius. It's fucking genius. Wrong, but genius. It's not who I am. But this construction was built in direct relationship to its threat. So, I assume in some, in some perfect life, as if there is one, but let's just assume in a perfect situation, in a perfect situation, you know, you're supposed to be a lavender. You're supposed to be lavender, right? That's, you were programmed for lavender, this universe and its vast, incredible, sophisticated, complex thing, which I have no idea how this thing works or what it is, but it's building black holes and galaxies and starfish and horses. It's just this, I have no idea what this thing is. I'm not, I'm not a clue. I've had a taste of its power, a little tiny taste or it's understanding a little bit through the ayahuasca because the ayahuasca is a plant and it's pure consciousness. Um, but I was built where, so you say, okay, so I was going back to this. So let's say I was programmed in this to be a lavender and I show up to be a lavender, like I'm ready. I just need a bit of sunshine, you know, a bit of photosynthesis, you know, some water. And I'm all set to go. And then I show up and I get crushed because these crazy people who are all fucking traumatized themselves and are doing all sorts of shits like selling me out to be abused and all that shit, they, they have an agenda. You know, so his agenda is like, I'm still he's still carrying his demons and his unfinished, all his unfinished shit, and she's a child, my mother, and he's running the show with tyranny and all that stuff, and he's like, no, 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 no. I've got my agenda, and my agenda is, I'm no one, I need to be someone, I'm, I'm, I'm in a kind of con game where I'm gonna, you know, use you to fulfill my unfinished dreams because I come from a, I don't know what his fucking story was, whatever. But basically, no, sorry, not interested. So you're just drowned. You know, here you are, your little script ready to become a you know, nice fragrant lavender thing. 
And they're like, no, you know, I want, um, I want a, a bush. I want a, you know, a bush. I don't want a lavender, right? Or, you know, I want acorns. That's it. So, I'm trying to think of what, this is early in the morning, so I'm still trying to figure this. Okay, acorns, right? I don't want lambda, I want acorns. Now you're, st now you're like, just, you're ready to fulfill your, lav your lavender dome. Here I go. I'm just coming out. I'm waiting for the sun and the moon and everything, and it's all going to, and universe is going to, you know, I'm going to, in line with the universe, I'm just going to, it's like a, like a plant. I'm going to have photosynthesis. I'm going to have water. I'm going to, you know, in, in the environment, which I'm, I'm going to show up to an environment that has everything ready for me to become a lavender. And no, there's no, none of that happens. And it's like, no, I need you to be an acorn, drown the lavender, and I'm going to dump all my shit on you. And the terror of death and being this twilight consciousness and barely being here because you're not really here till at least you're four or something. You're still like... It's the, the baby is the only animal that comes out that's still that's not really fully formed. It takes another two years or whatever a year for the brain and everything. So, yeah, so you come out and that's it. No lavender happening here. This is it. These are the, this is the, you haven't shown up to the universe and the jungle and the trees and the sky and the whole, you know, incredible orchestra of the universe. No, you've shown up to two fucked up people who have that huge, one particular fucked up guy <clears throat> who is, you know, playing this game and is whatever, he's into it to like for himself and he needs to become somebody and, you know, he's pretended to his wife that he's somebody. Anyway, it's a whole con job. So he's like, okay, now I'm gonna use you as part of my bruise, as part of my game. And I'm gonna, you know, I'm not making any money I need to sell you to be sexually abused. That seems like a way to make money. And then, by the way, once you've done that, now I'm going to put huge pressure on you to succeed. Now, <clears throat> the thing about him and her and whoever your, whatever your situation is, whoever you were born to, is that the only way, and this is specific to them, but you, I'm sure everybody has their own specific, whatever their gender, the gender of the parents is, is directly <clears throat> related to how you build yourself as a child, what you build. <clears throat> so here's how it worked. The only way, imagine yourself, you're a baby, you're Six months, a year, two years, you're a little incy-wincy. Let's all go back there if you can. You know, I don't remember, but I, I, I mean, I've seen myself in ceremonies. There you are, you're this little baby, you're in a crib, whatever. And the only way that you're attended to and you're given love, or not love, it's not love, if you, you know, or any attention is when you fulfill their agenda. So 
it's a complete role reversal. Because if you're an adult, that means you've grown up into a strong plant or flower or thing, universal th a thing of the universe, and you've had all you know the teaching of the universe. And then when your little baby or little tree grows, well, then you're there to shelter it, to make it safe, to help it grow, you know. And so you're this, as an adult, if you've, you know, grown into your whateverdom, then you have the wherewithal and the ability to take care of your little, the little version of you, your little tree, right? What happens is when you get fucked up people is, wait a minute, no. They never grew into any of that. that they, they also got stuck at, you know, act one, scene one. So they never became their, you know, waspism or whatever it was, the palm tree is, they never became that. So they're stuck at zero. And here you arrive, they've never grown. And because of their fucked up them, now they've got all these strategies and they're fucked up and, you know, they have no tools to have children, like no tools. And you arrive. So they're not going to look after you, right? They're just going to use you and you get kind of swept up in all their trauma and all their shit show and all their fucking toxic landscape. You get swallowed up into it. It's like this pulsating, energetic black hole, which they are already carrying because they never resolve their own crap. And you, so you don't get the chance to be a baby. You don't get a chance to grow you, the only way that you're attended to is if you fulfill their agenda. So you, instead of them giving you light, you are the, the thing in the dark looking for glimpses of light. Now, first of all, as a child, you shouldn't be looking for anything because you're barely fucking here, right? You're out, you're out far too early because the head's so big to get whatever throughout. So it takes another nine months of that brain to be fully formed. So, and you know, at least 13 years for you to be, you know, a teenager. So you're not supposed to be here in the dark looking for light. You're supposed to like be born into the light where safety and love and everything is shot, like a flower when it shows up. There's the sun, there's the wind, there's the rain. It's all fucking there, right? It's built in relationship to its environment. And its environment is solid. It's abundant, right? But if you grow up, if you're born into a shit show, and I'm going to use my example, and again, it's not about judgment or blame, it's just what is, right? And I think once you look at it, it just shows the amount of mental health issues that the world carries, right? Because I'm certainly not alone. 
So here I am, I go, I'm born to a man that's a con man. Basically, my mother was sold to him in some form or other, right? But you know, she, she didn't even know, she was too young. He showed up, you know, and he just needed her to get to his next position, right? And then use me too. So, so he's got his agenda going on. And why is he doing this? Low self-esteem, you know, wants to be someone, wasn't, whatever his show, shit show is. And she's just a child that's like basically another child in our family because she's not a mother. She's a fucking child that's he basically picked up because he needed to advance his own agenda because her family had money, whatever. So here are two people that are certainly not in love. Certainly, you know, um, there's an agenda. And he has a singular agenda, which is to make himself into someone. I don't matter. My siblings don't matter. My mother, it does, nothing matters. He has a singular agenda and he's going to con us. It's a con job because she's ignorant and she's from a tiny village and whatever and she, you know, she's just very young and he's played some game. Right, so that's, I'm just setting the scenario. I'm not, again, it's not, oh, it's just, it's just what it is. Whatever it is that you're born into. So, if you were born into a place where, you know, the, there's overriding narcissism, self, you know, neglect, abandonment, physical, whatever, then instead of the light being shone on you so that you grow into this huge, abundant strawberry bush, suddenly there's, you're born into the dark. And I never really understood that, but now I fully comprehend when I had a very powerful vision of this screen in two and one was pure black and in the other were these magnificent Indians who have been my guides, have been, you know, they're sitting in some other dimension but they show up regularly. And and I, in, that, in that scenario, in that place, I literally came out of the black and I was three or four and walked and they just took me and I came out and I went to this from, it was a split screen so I went into this other place with them. I was so like, it couldn't have been that bad. <laughs> Again, we fool ourselves. We have to. Whatever we build has to create the illusion. So, so, okay, going back to that thing. So instead of you being a light shining on you, going, the life is abundant, blah, 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 and now you have, you're in the dark and you're looking for lights because there's no one there. And the only way that anyone is there in my situation was I was being used, you know, taken out to be abused or they were so angry at something that they took it out on me, so therefore they showed up. But that, or they needed to be looked after, like my mother, who was you know always crying and sad or whatever. So I was the one looking after them. I was the one always building the person, building the machinery to fix them. I never built my, uh, I never blossomed into my lavenderdom. I had to become the, the one, the machine 
that fixed them and that so therefore the only relationship I had with them was by creating the object, the project that they needed to, you know, fill their vast gaping psychological shit shows. Right? So I never could show up because they didn't see me. They don't see, if you're abused, they don't see you. They're blind. You are simply something else to be pulled in to their frenetic psychological shit show. So there's no building of you. What you build is a construct in relationship to their crap. So in my instance, I was told I was weak, I was wrong. I mean, they're just, it's everything. It was the projection of all their own shit, right? They projected onto it. So now I had to prove that I wasn't that. So I had to build a machine that proved that I wasn't that, plus, you know, be my mother's, you know, psychological assistant all the time. So that's not who you are or who I, or anyone. I'm not that. I am not the person to fill someone's gaping, vast psychological black holes, nor am I here to be a healer for someone. You don't choose when you're two or three. There's no choice. If you're in the dark and there's no love and there's no one there for you, and the only way that you're going to get any kind of connection with these crazies is by becoming what they need you to be. Because when you become what they need you to be, when you agree and legitimize them, then there's a potential of connection. Because otherwise, you're dead. There's nothing. Imagine the terror for a child to show up to nothing just black because love is the light so I never fully understood the blackness of it and all the construction and how powerful my construction was because I had to survive it all costs and if they weren't gonna show up for me in my infancy in my powerlessness in my innocence then I would have to show up as something that fixed them and I think that was a response everybody's a different response but this this person that you build if you're built from trauma is not you. And I can, I'm just beginning to fully acknowledge that. Because it was built in direct relationship to the crazies trauma. So I had to build a person, per person, and first of all, I had to accept the sexual abuse that was part of being seen, 
you know, by being connected to this person. That's why I was able to shut it down. And secondly, I had to, put, to build a person that would fix his unfinished business because he felt like he was nothing and I, you know, he felt weak and he put all of that onto me. So I had to become the man, you know, um, do a man thing, which is like architecture or whatever. It's, it's all about a building and it's all about strength because he had no strength. So his projection was, well, if I don't have any, you don't have any, and you have to give me strength. Because if I tell you you're weak, that means that you have to become strong. So they're just, and I, again, this is just my own example. And I, I mean, it's, it's almost like an experiment, right? So I'm just talking about if, I, if you're looking under a microscope, this is you know, from a distance, right? I can see this very clearly. If you show up as a child and there's no love and you're in the dark, you will do anything. Now, first of all, you have no choice. You, you can't. You're going to construct yourself in relationship to the people that are looking after you. And if they're incapable of love and they traumatize you, they hit you, neglect you, whatever it is, it's, it's, it's a no-love place, then you are not going to blossom into what you are going to become, a daffodil, some seaweed, you know, a seashell. No. You're going to, that's all going to be drowned. That script, that thing will never code up. That will never flourish. You were, it's literally like being stampeded by a thousand rhinos. It's over. You're, you're looking at a hundred foot wave. You're just about to be carpet bombed into oblivion. That's what you're looking at. And in that terrifying situation where you're, you're a little child, you're a toddler, you're one, you're two, you're three, what are you going to do? I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to agree to this fucked upness. <clears throat> and you're going to build whatever it is that lives in relationship to them. So in my instance, you know, you need to be sexually abused. I blanked it out by I legitimized it. I agreed to it. You know, I need you to be successful because you're weak or you're weak and I'm going to constantly badger you and terrify you and tyrannize you until you do, you know, until you show up to be the person that I cannot be. Right? You're going to do it. And this woman over here is your mother is crying all the time and she needs to be soothed because she doesn't, doesn't know how to be a mother and doesn't want to be here. You're going to do that because otherwise you're not being seen. Nobody's going to show up and say, how are you feeling? What's going on? They are not, you're not there. Yeah, they might pat you on the head, but you're not there. In the end, you are living in relationship to their demons. And so I constructed, I did the universe, whatever. I constructed this whole apparatus, this construct that was purely and utterly built in relationship to their dysfunction. 
So I was going to go out and be strong, and I was going to go out and, you know, make her, my mother feel good, and I was, I was going to fix them. I was going to do all the things that they needed to do, you know, at the expense of my, of everything. <clears throat> and when you do that, it's literally, so we're not built as a separate brain and a separate, no, no, thinking and a separate leg. No, no, it's all one energetic thing. If you look at yourself, consider yourself one constructed energetic thing on this landscape. It's not, oh, you know, my brain's over here and my body's over here and my emotions over there. No, no, that's when you're fragmented. But it's one thing. And that's why the ayahuasca is so powerful. Because it hits everything. It's not like, oh, it's just going to, it's not like therapy, you're just going to talk about your brain. <clears throat> it's not like a hospital, we're just going to operate on you over here. No, no. It's, it's one energetic paradigm. It's all connected to everything else within you. Your thinking is connected to your emotions. Your emotions are connected to your physicality. Everything is all connected. <clears throat> so the ayahuasca, it, it, it moves through everything. And literally in ceremony, you can feel, I really, I felt it like moving through my cells, like, like, <clears throat> it's everywhere. It's like a search machine in your system. So, how do I know that I'm a construction? Because the more you dissolve, the more you dissolve the layers of you, and again, mine has been through meditation, then a huge kundalini awakening, which is a big energetic opening, which led me to ayahuasca, and constant physical, you know, emotion. It's just the whole thing has been, I've seen it both as a visionary thing, as a holographic thing, yeah, as a hologram, you know, it's a physical thing if you do body scans, which are very powerful. You can just get them on YouTube. <coughs> and you're able to relax enough. You will see, like, all the, you know, you'll feel the blockages in your system if you just lie there. And the more I've able been to relax and to let go and to let, and not to be on guard, the more you're releasing inside your system, the more you see how armored up you are. So I was just one massive defense mechanism that believed itself to be true. <clears throat> so 20 years ago, I was wholly and fully a mask. I was wholly and fully a functioning um, defense mechanism. I was, I was completely disappeared, <clears throat> completely and utterly. I had, I had completely disappeared off the planet. 
I was nowhere to be seen. I was fully owning my, the whole spectrum of my defense mechanism. I looked the part, I spoke the part, I was all in. And I didn't even know. It was like, it's like you build a whole separate person to you. And it is separate. And it's a whole energetic, <clears throat> pulsating thing, which is, you believe. I mean, it is wholly tied, it is completely tied up with the people that made you. You know, like those rubric cubes that you move around, it's, it's all tied up to them. You're built as a direct extension of them, of all that trauma. And the terror of not having any love, the terror of not, I mean, I used to, I used to invent love somewhere in my, I used to invent it. Like I used to take a, the tiniest gesture that they made of, and it was really nothing, and just balloon it up into this thing. There was no love, <clears throat> nothing, none at all, nothing, nothing. I mean, we all went through the same, you know, we weren't out in the cold on the street by any means, but it was all, you know, rigmarole, routine, conveyor belt, life. But I wasn't there. I disappeared. And that's one of the most amazing things about ayahuasca. The second time, oh, is it the first time I went... She located me. She GPSed me. She found me. <clears throat> That's an insane thing to say. And later on in my second time in Peru, literally a cuckoo clock, which had been stopped when I was four. So the first time she found me crying, and I literally like found my little girl. I was about three or four. The second time when the cuckoo clock in this huge hologram started going on, started moving back and forth, like it had been stopped in time and the whole earth opened up. And these children were coming out of rooms, which was definitely some kind of brothel or some kind of abuse thing. <clears throat> I was four or five. So I literally had been stopped in time at four or five, I had literally been frozen in time. And at that point, I gave up on life. At that point, I blew up into a construction. And that pulsating human being, that little soul, that was obviously alive up to that point, that one moment when something happened where I was either abused or something, or suddenly the whole world was shut down. And in one of the ceremonies I was shown, I was in this fairground where she was trying to get me to see myself as a child I didn't want to be. And there was someone lurking around that was going to use me and abuse me. So at that moment, whenever that thing happened, life 
stopped. Whatever my script was, whatever thing I was going to become, you know, the first ceremony, the first time I took ayahuasca, I plugged in immediately. It's like a password. And I was this extraordinarily happy bird in the jungle, just flying around. I was so happy. And then suddenly, she found me, located me, the place that I had been frozen, or when the life force stopped. And then in some other situation, I was in a cave. I was hidden. I had disappeared because I'd arrived to the most terrifying place on fucking earth. Like I'd arrived to hell. Somewhere at three or four, I escaped my body and I, oh, I just disappeared. <clears throat> whatever I was supposed to become, whatever the script was, whatever I was scripted to, you know, as they say, when a daffodil arrives, there's sun, there's light, there's wind, there's water, there's everything is there for it. The minute you recognize that you that there's nothing that the, the most terrifying thing happens to you you disappear and then this construction gets built and this construction is built in relationship to the person that's looking after you and mine was a predator was a sexual abuser was a con man of fraud and so I built this incredibly powerful I mean it was always nothing ever worked but it was perfectly poised to fulfill the function of the predator it was threaded up with it it was wired up to the person that you know, to the predator. And you are wired up to these people. You are wired up to the people that you arrive to. And it's very powerful. And why? Because nobody, no child will ever betray its parents, no matter how bad the situation, no matter how abusive no matter how horrific. So that connection is so strong, which is why it took the ayahuasca and almost now five years of non-stop sitting to continuously dissolve that bond. And in that dissolving, it's almost like you built this whole skin up on top of yourself. You built this whole kind of gross, pussy, vile, outer, outer thing. Now, it looks great to the world, but it's just armor. And, you know, when you continuously keep pummeling it, which is what happens when you do meditation, you do ayahuasca and you keep sitting with it, is it you're basically pummeling the connection. And they call it, the Shipiba call it de-threading. That's why they do all those little connections that you see in their artwork. 
it's the way that you're threaded up to them. Like you're woven into them. And inside of you, energetically, I mean, I've seen it. It's, I've seen it every day. It's like this thing that's coming out. It's, it's this energetic body that's an armor that's connected directly to them. It's the first code. It's act one, scene one. It's like the code in the computer. The first code is almost impossible to break. Right? So... Whilst, you know, I've been doing, you know, I sit every day, it's, it takes a lot of work. And it's only recently that things are beginning to make sense to me. I mean, like real sense, like in your bones, in your thing, and you see it sense, like, you know, why do I do what I do? You know, you, it's, it's, you see, the, the armor doesn't question, it just does it. It fully believes even if it's uncomfortable, even if it, it's, it's always questioning itself, it's this, it's built, it's that first code, it's, it's just gargantuan, it, it, it's, it's like your outer skin, it's huge, it's powerful. And the more you pummel it, the more you sit with ayahuasca. And again, one of the, in order to, oh, I was thinking about this, one of, in order for you, and again, I'm not going to say this, is it, but I'm going to say for me, in order for me to go anywhere near this, because it was so awful, one of the first things and one of the reasons I was able to allow myself even to get located was the immense, boundless love that I felt doing ayahuasca. It was... I have never felt so much love, so much endless, infinite love. And the only reason that I'm able to keep pummeling, keep dissolving, is the immense love that I feel when I'm connected to the ayahuasca. And if you, the thing about any kind of trauma is no love. You're in the desert, no water. That is the greatest cruelty to any human being. The biggest cruelty to any human being. And I remember as a child, I have a very wonderful aunt who's an angel and she had five children, barely any money. She counted every penny. But when I went, and she loved her children immensely, but when I went to her house, it was like an, I was another one of her children. And the amount of love and attention that she gave me <clears throat> was, you know, incomparable. It was such a medicine, love. Massive. Whilst in my own house, there were cars and money and everything else, but it was, it was the dark. And 
the unfortunate thing is, is that your wires get scrambled. So, you know, <clears throat> you see a person that's poor who's loving, you see a person that is rich is horrible, you're going to start building beliefs about, well, I need to be poor to be loved and I need to be rich, you know, to not be loved. It's, so you have to sort of de <clears throat> declassify yourself in a way. Because there are tons of beliefs that are built around trauma <clears throat> that are mistaken because you're in, you know, you're in black and white zone and the world isn't black and white, right? One thing doesn't equal the other, right? Just because they're loving and they happen to be poor doesn't mean that you need to be poor to be loved. It's just what, those are things that you begin to see as a child. I think, oh, I don't, and they mark you like, oh, I'm not, you know, I don't want to have money because money, people with money are horrible. <clears throat> right, these are very, these are kind of beliefs. That it's, as I said, this whole thing is wired up with all these beliefs because it's in that kind of dark place, right? It doesn't know. So lots of compassion. <clears throat> so you know, as I was saying, I when you say like why and, and you realize that well why all of this? Because if you're still doing the same thing it's because you're still responding to the 100-foot wave. You still believe that the 100-foot wave is going to kill you and you have no power. And so I better, you conjure, you know, I better, I've got to conjure myself into this person. And if that, if your falsehood or your ego is unstable, <coughs> then it's going to find mechanisms to mitigate the instability. And that could be a, a number of things, right? So if I can't deal with who I am because it's still responding to its original source, then I need to check out sometimes, right? I need to go binge on Netflix for a little bit. So... <clears throat> if I can't, so here's, here's how it works. You show up, you know, to script into whatever you're going to be. <clears throat> These two people show up. They can't look after you. They don't see you. They dump their shit on you. Okay, you're going to disappear. And then you're going to fully construct in relationship to them the thing that's going to, it's, it's the thing that will be the survival mechanism, the defense mechanism to survive them. But it's a direct, it's, it's built in direct relationship to them. <coughs> oh, I'm sorry. So it's not you, it's what you learn to build to, and it's in relationship to them. So in my situation, it was a guy that was weak and a con man, etc. And so I had to become what he couldn't become. So there was no seeing me or loving me. No, it was just, okay, you need to do this if you want to survive. And then with my mother, it was, here's this weak, infantilized child who's always crying or she needs to be helped. So, so they're not showing up to grow me. I'm... I'm going to disappear and I'm going to build a construction that takes care of them 
and then I get to survive. But I left three or four, I disappeared. There was, you know, whatever the first sexual abuse situation was. So I built this whole construction, which you then believe. <clears throat> and this construction, this defense mechanism, this submarine that you've built is very unstable. It knows it's, I always knew something was wrong. There's always something going on, right? So then you find ways to mitigate the instability. So, you know, what did I do? I, um, I had a very powerful bubble machine that kept reinventing them. So I didn't have to do any disappearing that much. People do, you know, all sorts of drugs and stuff and they, you know, they do all sorts of things. And that, that thing, I, I, Netflix, Netflix binge, I suppose, is my thing. Um, that thing that you're doing is to relieve the weight of being a construction. So that construction is not you. It's unstable. It's always questioning. It's always doubting. It's always, it's, it's not you. It's just an unstable construction which has been built in relationship to them, which again is not you. And to be able to like carry this thing that's in constant, it's really unstable, you have to go relieve yourself now and again. You're gonna, you know, you'll go drink yourself into oblivion, binge, you know, Netflix, whatever it is that you do. It really doesn't matter. I mean, unfortunately, a lot of it's self-destructive, but at the end of the day, all it's doing, it's all, it's just a relief mechanism for this huge, unstable construction that really is built and threaded into and wired up by someone else's shit show. So you're wired up to their shit show. You've disappeared because there's no you. They haven't seen you. You can't show up. And now, to just maintain the crazy, the relief is, I'm gonna disappear, I'll do whatever, whatever, right? Minus a Netflix binge. So, what needs to be dismantled is this huge construct that you have fully invested in that is you. Now, you can't tell the difference between you. No, no, it's all you. You don't know that there's something else. You don't know anything. It's just all you. You just think, oh, this is just me. It's not you. And I had no idea. And I'm only really just beginning to wake up to that truth. Because the more you forensically look at your situation, the more you know, this thing doesn't want to be seen. You know, it's like the Wizard of Oz. It, you know, you don't know that little man is, is behind that machine. The demons or the darkness, and I say demons, in a, it's a very, it's just like, it's a code, right? It doesn't want you to see how it was built. Its soul and its survival. It doesn't want you to see that. It doesn't want you to see it. It's a construct. It's an energetic construct. And again, I, you know, 20 years for me to see this thing, to fully begin to see the outline of this thing. 
can to say, I don't want to be that anymore. You know, how long that takes, I don't know, right? But I can finally see it. It's, I mean, it's, it's almost like, you know, when they say if you put, if you're blind, you know, it's like being blindfolded and, you know, here you feel the tail and then you feel the leg and then little by little, you know, you're walking around, you don't know it's an elephant. Little by little you discover what the truth is. <clears throat> the Buddhists have this thing called, I can't remember, I have it at home, it's called, um, it's like all these different steps to, I can't remember what it's called, um, um, so enlightenment, which is like you don't see the, you know, you don't see the ball, then you see the ball, and then you, you kind of, you know, you tame the ball, and then you go out and you, you know, tell the story. I don't know what it's called, but it's very famous. And it's really the steps of freedom, right? So you don't, you don't know that you're a construct. If you're traumatized, the desperation to live is so vast and so huge and so, you know, whatever that you just, I don't even know how, I don't know how I constructed, I don't know, I just built myself out of the debris of their shit. And believed it and legitimized them and made them whole. Even though it was a complete and utter shit show. I had nothing to do with me. I did not build myself. I built them. I built the things that they needed to, to alleviate their shit. And to fully understand that and to fully, you know, really begin to fully understand it now is, has been an enormously long journey of constant vigilant kind of navel-gazing, every breath, every, and to, because finally you be, actually begin to feel the frustration. You begin to see like, you know, like why am I doing this if nothing's really, you know, happening and I, it's, it's just all, it's all fixing them. You know, every situation that shows up, it's you of doing act one, scene one. And you're going to manifest the situation, act one, scene one. You're going to be in the same position as you were when you were a child and the trauma happened. Whatever your mechanism was for survival is a mechanism that you're, you're basically conjuring up the same scene over and over and over and over. Because the terror of death is so big. Why don't I just go off and say, well, I want to go be, you know, an astronaut or something. I don't know. I don't know what that is because the thing that keeps you in place is the terror. That initial, that initial shut off from source. And the initial shut off for me happened again, it must have been four, three, two, I don't know. The first time I was sexually abused. And I was just crying and crying for my mother. I had, again, I had no, I didn't even know that it existed in my conscience. I had no clue, blah, blah. So, and when these things happen, like in ceremony, there is an awakening at that moment, but it doesn't just go, oh yeah, that's it, okay, I'm fine. No, it's, 
bit by bit by bit, she puts you back together. You only put, she puts the pieces back together for you. You know, the more, you kind of reconstruct yourself. It's like you go back to the scene of the crime and you're given clues to how it was all, how you were broken up and fragmented. It's absolute fucking genius. And you know, dare I say it, there's no space or time. Shit, I just said it. <laughs> um, everything's happening at the same time. So You are, if you're traumatized, your script has disappeared, your whatever you're going to become is gone. And you have built a person that's a construction that's been built in relationship to the people that hurt you. And you've taken on all their unfinished business. And you're trying to mitigate their bullshit instead of living your life, which means you're in prison with them, with their dysfunction because you can't it's overwhelming to your system and it's not yours and whatever but you see you you want them to be your parents so you're going to do it like you really want you, you know that's it you're bound to them but your whole system can't really take it so because it can't take it it relieves itself every now and again you go off and binge on netflix or you know stick a needle in your arm, I don't know, whatever it is, everybody, everybody does something different. That's why we have so many distractions, because it's all about relieving the falsehood, the construct. And we don't want to take down the construct, because we think, if I take it down, if I cut off from these people, I will die. That is the greatest terror of a child. It's the greatest terror of a tribe is to be exiled from that tribe. Even in primitive tribes, they would do anything that they, they did not. The worst punishment for anyone in a tribe was to be exiled. There's a great story by the, some big German guy in the 15th century, which is a fabulous story, where he takes all the crazy people in the village and he puts them on a boat, the Narrenschiffer, and he, they're sent out to sea. And at the time, of course, there was no internet or roads and stuff, right? And so puts them out to sea, and then they arrive you know, after many days at sea at some other place and they're all nuts and schizophrenics and, and they all, the, the people in this other place think, oh my God, the gods have arrived, right? So it's a testament to how, how, how we edit our lives, how we really edit our lives down and our little beliefs and our misunderstandings and Survival is numero uno. You will do anything to survive. Anything. And I don't even know, like, how did I construct all of that when I was four, five, six? I mean, how did all that get constructed? So that's my other thing is, that's why, I, again, this is, again, just as I stumble through this thing. Um, there must have been other 
energies present at that moment. Because I was only three or four, I was basically, vaguely here. Right? How did I construct this whole thing? Out of pure terror? How did it get constructed? I have no idea. But I do know, having sat through many, you know, many mini-ceremonies, that in that terror, a lot of energies came in, a lot of energies that feed off fear, like parasites. And I've seen a lot of them. And I, I mean, I mean, I've seen, I've, you know, yeah, I suppose I've, I've experienced them coming out through my system, through my mouth. You know, things that talk, and there's all sorts of, like, it's like a whole back cave of shit in there. And in a way, it's like we're owned by the dark. And, I mean, I was basically shown that I was stolen. You know? Which it is, it's a kind of theft of your soul if you arrive in, you know, somebody else's dysfunction you know, becomes, you get threaded into that, you get kind of pulled into that vortex. And so, and it's always these little interesting things that you see every day, like, you know, I was thinking about something and I was like, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And it was work-related and I thought, ah. you know, why, you know, am I doing that? Why am I taking such a risk about that? You know, why am I holding up the world, you know? Because I'm doing the same thing I did when I was two and three and four. You know, my belief was I have to save them. And what's interesting is that in order to legitimize and justify them, I made them into like victims that had to be saved. And so I became the hero. I need to save them. Not I'm being abused, I'm not loved, I'm neglected, I've been abandoned. You know, these people are a bunch of creeps, <laughs> which is the truth. No, you can't make them wrong. You need to be wrong. So I couldn't say this fucking asshole, piece of shit motherfucker. No, I need to do this work. I need to, you know, fulfill his function. I need to, you know, they need to be saved and I've been chosen to save them and all. Oh. Basically, I need to make up a fucking story because if the truth comes out, I'm gonna fucking die. So you're literally cutting everybody off. That's what you're doing. You're cutting off that original connection and being set free. And what you're set free to is you're set free to the universe. That's beautiful. You're set free to everything that is. You're set free to the thing that is just, you know, building stars and jungles and you know, codfish and sharks and you're set free to all of it. 
that's really the end game. And that was my prayer, you know, please let me be a fish in the water that's just a fucking fish, just swims. It's not negotiating every day whether it's going to die, live or die. And egos and constructions, that's it. It's all about, I need to survive at whatever cost, in whatever awkward, difficult position. I have to legitimize this shit no matter what. Because there's some end game, there's some win. There's no win. There's no win. The win is to see that it's a complete and utter falsehood. And of course, I say that very flippantly. It's a huge, wired up, mechanical, genius system of survival. But in the end, it's just armor. It has no destination other than to survive the shit show. That's all it's, it's all it's there is to survive the shit show. And my, you know, the freedom comes from recognizing that it has no value. Only in, 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 in conjunction with them. And that has no value because it wasn't real and honest and there was no love. So none of it was any, any you know, there's no love. You're just armor so that you don't die. And then you live in this constant suffering because you're trying to be this person that you're not. So you won't die, but you're never going to die because there's a universe. So who, <laughs> it's a very limited way of seeing and, and understandably as a child you're little how do you know right there's no win for it but the thing is to see I mean as I said I can see now how I fun I'm still functioning in relationship to it and that's the thing ultimately is to see how you function that that original act one scene one that code is so strong, that activity, that energetic um, connection is so huge that, you know, are you living in relationship to it? That's the only question to ask. And how can you continue to dewire it, to de deactivate this connection? And behind that deactivation, is the pure terror and can you sit in the pure terror because you can the universe you're the universe you can survive anything you are the universe you're for they say 14 billion years I'm sure this or whatever tens in it but you have all of the universe inside of you but it's like you've been kidnapped to believe that you don't if there's trauma if you know you're healthy you just blossom into whatever and then you die and then you know you come back and you blossom to something else and you die if that's interrupted and there's all this falsehood happening then it's just the same it's the same strategy it's you know uncomfortable difficult self-loathing questioning and then relief back again self-clothing relief and it's just it's all and it's all being held together by its original connection to the trauma and to the people that traumatized you to the energy that traumatized you and you are somewhere out there <laughs> like disappeared 
you don't go away. When she found my four-year-old, she was very much alive. She was just camera. She was just shut down. She was just like camouflage. You just quick. I was in the back of a cave at some point. I had completely abandoned me. I had abandoned, you know, abandoned all hope. Ye who here enter, right? Just boom, gone. It was hell. I get, you know, Dante's hell now. So the thing is that I suppose the great thing about all of this is a reminder of the power that lies within us. Um, the help that you can get through ayahuasca, meditation. And that we can dismantle if we're willing um, to face everything. It can't kill you. When you're four and five and you're barely conscious, that's, in a whole, that, that's a whole other situation because, you know, you're too little and you're powerless. But, you know, as an adult, as you know, you can. It takes work. It's like, you know, digging for gold in a way. It's like, it's constant vigilance. It doesn't require anything other than vigilance and commitment and, you know, higher powers like ayahuasca. There's, I'm sure there's tons of plants in the jungle, I'm sure. You know, this is the most incredible medicine. And to understand that no one has the answer and that, you know, this, uh, this universe is huge. It's so powerful. I have no idea how it works, not a clue. But, you know, it heals your wounds. It makes babies inside of you. It, you know, it's collapsing stars in the universe. So don't, you have to get out of our, get out of your limited beliefs about how the world works. That's one thing. It's like, just understand you know nothing about anything. And remember, when you came, you know, somebody slapped a name on you and an address, but like, you know, hey, you're just a bit of the universe, right? It's just another pulsing, pulsating little energetic piece of divinity. You're not your name, your identity, all that stuff. It's all constructed if it's trauma. And in the same way, I'm not Maria. I could be Judith or Jenny or, you know, Marissa. It doesn't make any difference, right? It's just, it's just a name. I could be living here or out of Mongolia. It's just an address. But once we begin to build solid, we begin to make these things solid, is a problem. And that's what happens in the construct. We make it solid. We make our beliefs solid. <clears throat> we really kind of like, we dig into this version of our lives. Once we can go back and dissolve and see how we're wired and really take this whole delicate watch apart and recognize that the only thing to be is to be connected number one to love which with the ayahuasca is just tremendous you begin to find the love within you you begin to find you know when you see this much love and it just this cushioning it's incredible 
And that's another reason, you know, when you do the ayahuasca with Shipibo, they will give you, they give the ayahuasca and then they'll see what else, you know. I was given Marusa, which is for a broken heart, right? Because when you arrive, that first intimate relation is the relationship that you have with your parents. And that's the relationship you're going to continuously recreate. And so they gave me Marusa, and they gave us some other people Marusa. And some other people got other things for, you know, for different things. So, you know, the only way to... do this is to see it and to get help you know it was if through ayahuasca whatever it is that you do I don't know whatever it, you know you'll get there when you need to get there again no one's gonna um, I think this is very very important everybody has their own path everybody will get to where they need to get to everybody's living exactly everybody is where they need to be you know we have no control over this universe thing it's not you know, waking up, unfortunately, is usually through a series of suffering, right? Or being chucked off a cliff. And no one, I don't mean to be lazy, but no one can help you. But in a way, you have to go in as your, you have to believe, you have to commit to loving yourself and going into this forest and facing. No one can do it for you. You can talk about it forever and you can whatever. But at the end of the day... It's all one thing. It's not a talking thing. It's an emotional thing. It's a, it's a physical thing. It's, it's every, you are everything. It's your whole energetic being. It's, it's everything. And you have to mine your own truth. You have to, you know, no one can do it for you. No one can give you your love you have to find your love again you have to find you have to find you know it's like the return to source you have to find the way home that's it you just have to find your way home and love true love I think one of the things that when I gave birth to my child this it was the first time that I really understood love I mean, I just did love when I was very young, this little boy. It was really amazing. Beautiful, beautiful love. And then with my son. And I had to fight for love, right? So, yeah. In the end, it really is all about being cut off from love and from source. And trauma does that. You're cut out, you know, you're cut. You're, you're thrown out of the... It's the whole, you know, not paradise lost, but yeah, it's, it's like being thrown out of the um, kingdom. It's being thrown... All these stories about being thrown out of the Garden of Eden and, you know, having knowledge and then... It's not... It's about not being loved. It's about... I get it. It's, it's about not knowing love, not being loved. And being cut off from source. And source is love. I mean, it sounds so like whatever, but. Um, and no one can give it to you. That's another thing. You have to find it within yourself. 
and you have it within yourself, but it can, for me, it was awakened by the ayahuasca. And there was no way I would ever, ever have done any of this or gone anywhere near this because I was such a, you know, fantastically wired uh, facade. I was, it was, I was, you know, the most impenetrable submarine. And the only way that the ayahuasca was able to, you know, throw, drop a few <clears throat> hydrogen bombs into my ego was, and break this shit up was because I was given so much love by her, so much love. So I just, from here to eternity. So yeah, I think, again, you know, keep vigilant about who you are. Keep seeing emotionally where you are. Compassion, accept it all, you know. I accept every spectrum, every shade of your emotional field. Let it be seen, let it be seen. You know, whatever that means, guilt, shame, whatever, just let it all shine out from you. Let the whole shit show surface. And love it. Love all of it. Accept all of it. You know, the universe is, all the whole society is always telling us, you know, you can't be this, you're going to be pink, you're going to be able to shut all that down and fuck it. You know, they, everybody knows that's why they sell shit because they know everybody's suffering and they can, they just feed off people's suffering. If you just buy this Prada bag or these shoes or you're going to be, someone's going to fucking love you. <laughs> They're not, period. You need to love yourself with the same love that exists at source. And it's a journey. Might take you a day, might take you an eternity. Um, but yeah, to surrender, you know, to, ba to, ba to break off from the darkness and really surrender to love and to the universe is a whole <clears throat> exploration. It's a whole commitment to yourself and ultimately to love. And that's really all this is about. That's all this is about. The return to wholeness, really, and health is the return to love. And the knowing that your whole being is one pulsating energetic field. And if it's been hurt, it's all been hurt. It's not just your thought, it's not just, it's, it's in your cells, it's in your emotional body, it's in your energetic body, it's in your physical body, it's everywhere. And you know, it's like a wounded animal, you have to, it's a healing that is, it's, it's every, in everything, in every word you speak, in every thought you have, in every feeling, it's everywhere. It's being healed. Once it starts healing, it's healing everywhere. Which is why, again, ayahuasca is such a tremendous medicine. It's a medicine that's not whatever. It's not a, I want to go <laughs> see aliens. No, no, no. The, the, the ayahuasca is 
the dynamite to open you up into the subconscious that you are, into your shadow. And it heals. All right. Bye.